Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, our Saturday weekly news roundup. And my goodness, what a week it's been. This is already the third news video of the week. So if you've missed anything from the channel this week, make sure you go check it out. We had a video out on um, Wednesday when Andretti's bid got rejected. Video out on Thursday when the Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari news got announced. Also, there was a video yesterday on the Haas livery and another video yesterday on my best liveries for every current Formula 1 team. So, we've had a lot of stuff going on this week and all that is available for you on the channel. But yet, there is still more news. We're going to get to all of it in a bit. Firstly, like and subscribe because, you know, why wouldn't you want to? If so much content is available to you, why wouldn't you want to like and subscribe? But just looking through some of the headlines we've got to talk about today. So, Toto Wolf has been doing interviews, so we get to hear uh, how he heard about Lewis to Ferrari, his initial reactions, and how he's looking forward to the future. There is a huge rumour doing the round about Alex Albon. Uh, that rumour came out last night, as I sit here right now. So we're going to discuss that in depth in a little bit. We have a little bit of insight into Lewis Hamilton's Ferrari contract. Uh, Andretti have released a statement. Um, we have some stuff on F1 Academy as well. And uh, what else do we have? Loads of stuff. There's, there's so much stuff. Let's go into this news video. So let's, 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 let's just get started, shall we? So let's begin with a look towards next week and the next batch of livery launches. So Monday we have everyone's favourite team, Stake F1 Team Kick Sauber, and we have Williams. So in terms of how we're going to handle that on the channel, there is a poll out on the channel. Uh, let me pull that up now. Um, if you're on the YouTube, you can see this. If you just go to the YouTube community place you can see there's a poll there do you want one long video where we cover the williams and the sauber or two separate videos we can go into each one in their own videos at the minute the poll is winning with two separate videos so if you want to go vote in that you can do uh wednesday we have the alpine livery launch and then thursday is the racing bulls so all that will be covered on the channel next week but let's get into business and the business of Toto Wolf and Lewis Hamilton. Now this comes from motorsport.com, which is where I found it, and they've uh, they've been asking him how he initially found out. So there's a lot to read here, and it's going to be a lot of reading, but I will interrupt every now and again to throw in uh, some opinions here. But he goes uh, after F1's long Formula One break, um, after sorry after Formula One's long winter break. It has almost become a tradition for Mercedes boss Toto Wolff and Lewis Hamilton to meet in person and have a friendly chat. The annual get-together was scheduled for this Wednesday at Toto Wolff's Oxford home, with Lewis Hamilton having been at Brackley the previous day for a seat fitting for the 2024 car. From Toto Wolff's perspective, there was every reason to think this would be a chance to hopefully draw a line over under the team struggles for the past two seasons and get ready for what is hoped to be a renewed competitive charge thanks to the Mercedes' new uh, W15. But things did not go as, antici as anticipated. Instead, the key focal point of the meeting was Hamilton dropping the bombshell that he'd be uh, activating a release clause in his contract and signing for Ferrari in 2025. 
almost simultaneously, Hamilton's longtime confidant, Mark Hines, who has recently returned to a more active role in the seven-time world champion's management, arrived at Mercedes Brathley factory to deliver a formal letter notifying the team of the situation. Hamilton's departure was now official, and despite the shock, the ball began rolling on managing the news prior to Thursday evening's public confirmation of what was happening. While there have been many suggestions that the January 31st date may have been the significant cut-off date point for Hamilton to activate any options he had, it is understood that this is now not the case. Instead, events played out in the week, uh, this week because it appears Hamilton wanted to let Wolf know face-to-face at the first opportunity he had, rather than doing it over a phone call or via lawyers. So, that's how we found out. Which There's a lot of stuff to go into here, because firstly... Um, Toto was in the UK, as was Lewis, but then when it came to Thursday and the big announcement, he did the announcement to the workers in the factory via video link, because I think he was in Germany. So it's interesting that you know he could have stayed and done it face-to-face, but he chose to do it via phone call slash video link, and Lewis didn't want to do that. Um, it seems to me here that, you know, I think overall this is a big ball drop for Mercedes, but it seems to be here the date here, the suggestions January 31st. I think they thought they were safe. We'll go into some quotes now from Toto Wolf. So Toto Wolf, when asked about Lewis leaving Mercedes at the end of the season, he had this to say. Uh, we knew that it would come to an end latest at the end of 2025. I'd heard a couple of rumours days earlier, but wanted to wait for the breakfast we had planned. It was Wednesday morning, and this is when he broke the news. Uh... I cannot tell you exactly, he said. I only know that we were very aligned when we went into the Christmas period in what we said in public and within the team. You need to ask Lewis why he changed his mind. How he framed it to me is perfectly understandable. He needed a new challenge, uh, that he was looking for a different environment and that maybe this was the last possibility to do something else. So there is a few things to look into here in this statement. Firstly, the first line tells us something quite big. We knew it would come to an end latest at the end of 2025. Now, what that tells me there is in Toto Wolff's head, Lewis is retiring in 2025. Because, you know, I think myself and many other people always saw Lewis as finishing out his career in Mercedes, never going anywhere else. So, for him to say it would come to an end latest the end of 2025... It seems like either he had assumed or him and Lewis has had conversations that Lewis's career would end in 2025 with the Mercedes team. So that's something interesting there. Also, he says, I only know that we were very aligned when we went into the Christmas period in what we said in public and in the team. You'll need to ask Lewis why he changed his mind. So this has very much blindsided them as we had expected. Uh, this has been a change over Christmas, over the New Year, over the winter break. Like uh, we talked about in the video on Thursday, something has happened there. What could it be about? I'm not too sure. I'm sure it will come out if it is something. People are speculating that someone has upset Hamilton. I don't know if that necessarily is the case. I, My own personal theory is that I don't think the car this year is good enough. I don't think looking forward the car next year is good enough. I don't think the engines that are coming in 2026 are good enough and Lewis knows that and wants to go somewhere else. That's what I think it is. 
Uh, talking about other drivers, Total Wolf said, we have such a foundation, such a quick, intelligent, intelligent guy in George Russell in a car that we just need to take the right choices for a second driver, the second seat. Now, we know that Toto Wolf does not like uh, referring to second drivers within Mercedes. Uh, we heard a lot of that during the Bottas era of Mercedes. There is no second drivers in Mercedes. Everyone's equal. So he said the right choice for the second driver, then very quickly corrected himself, the second seat. There's no such thing as a second driver within Mercedes, of course. Uh, he went on to say, it's not something I want to rush into. I guess there's a few contracts that have been signed weeks ago that we would have looked at. So that is referring to the contracts of Lando Norris at McLaren and Charles Leclerc at Ferrari. A lot of people are suggesting that the reason that those two contracts were signed so early is because they knew that um, Lewis was going to Ferrari. Now, of course, Ferrari knew that Lewis was going to Ferrari, but I don't think uh, Lando Norris, I don't his, he, think his contract was signed so early because of the rumours of Lewis going to Ferrari. I think it's McLaren know they've got something good with Lando, they've got a good relationship there, why wait? Why wait around? You might as well sign it. And it's just come around that this has happened and massively helped them out. Because if they hadn't, Lando definitely would be a guy looked at by Mercedes. Now, personally... The way everything's looking at the minute, I may be very wrong on this, but I think it's better for Lando to stay in McLaren than it is go to Mercedes. And also, what we also know in Formula 1 is contracts are only worth the paper they're written on. If Mercedes really want Lando, they have the money to buy out that contract and bring him across. Very much like they did with Valtteri Bottas when Nico Rosberg retired. I uh, carry on going, uh, that would have been interesting, but the timing here, but the timing here bit us a bit. He continues saying, if you told me two days ago Lewis was going to Ferrari, I didn't think it was a possibility. So situations and things can change very very quickly. Contracts are only as good as long as the drivers on the team want to race. And who knows what's happening in the driver market that could be unexpected and bring opportunities for us. Yeah, there's a few things here. Him saying he don't want to rush into it, I think is the perfect way to treat it. We could... We could end up being in like November and not know who that Mercedes seat is going to, and why why rush it? Because we've seen the driver market so many times throw up random possibilities. You know, like when we saw Ricardo leaving McLaren and Oscar Piastri coming in. No one would have seen that coming. So why, if I was Toto, I would very much just sit back and wait. He knows he's got a good commodity within that Mercedes seat. Uh, he knows that people will want to drive for him. So if you kind of put things out like, oh yeah, we're looking at you, they might not sign contracts as quick as the team. So I think sit back and relax, see what happens here. Uh, he also added, uh, Mercedes could use the situation to be bold with its driver's choices since the timing of Hamilton's exit has given Mercedes a long time to decide what to do. Almost in a way, I always like uh, change because it change provides you with opportunity. In the same way we embraced the Nico Rosberg situation, and that was equally like for one moment to the other unexpected, I'm really looking forward to taking the right directions for the team together with my colleagues and who's going to be in that seat next year. Maybe it is the chance to do something bold. Now, some people think that is referring to Kimi Antonelli, who is uh, going to be competing in Formula 2 this year. A lot of pressure on him as it was, even more pressure on him now. Uh, Toto Wolf 
was also asked about the possibility of Sebastian Vettel making his return to Formula 1 to drive for Mercedes. Uh, he says, I think he's made the decision to not race anymore. We are talking on a regular basis. We've also talked yesterday, but it was not about driving for us in the future. So a good relationship between the two there, but we'll wait and see. I think everyone kind of fantasy books it in their head that Vettel's going to come back. Who knows? Who knows with this stuff? Everyone comes back eventually. Will Sebastian Vettel come back? We'll wait and see. But I think living in a world where Lewis Hamilton drives for Ferrari and Sebastian Vettel drives for Mercedes, I think would blow my mind. So there's a lot going on here from what Toto has said. And to be fair, I think he's handling it relatively well. Um, he's just going to take his time with everything because there is no need for him to rush. I saw a lot of people commenting about Lewis leaving at this early stage in the season and being like, oh, it's a betrayal and he's left Mercedes high and dry. But what he's really done is he's given them the most time they possibly can have to find his replacement. It's not like they've waited until the end and then gone. They have an entire season to analyse everything and figure out who the perfect guy is for them. So I think he's done them a favour from that point of view. We all wait and see. Of course, someone uh, who has been named as a potential replacement to Lewis Hamilton is Alex Albon, currently at the Williams team. But a huge rumour coming out last night from Peter Windsor, Alex Albon has reportedly been offered a three-year contract at Red Bull Racing starting in 2025. Windsor went on to elaborate, saying, As I understand it, Albon has been offered a three-year contract to start in 2025, so I think we're going to see him alongside Max Verstappen in the Red Bull. I can't imagine he's going to say no to that. From what I understand, it's 90% correct. So, what does this mean then, eh? Well, Albon has been one of those names that has been linked to the Mercedes seat. Of course, he's in the Williams now, who have... Uh, direct connections with Mercedes. That's where Bottas came from. That's where uh, Russell came from. I mean, that's where Rosberg came from. Every uh, Mercedes modern driver, apart from Lewis Hamilton and Michael Schumacher, have come from Williams. Um, and I think Christian Horner, if this is to be true, Christian Horner has seen, oh no, my former guy is going to be driving for my greatest rivals. Let's stop that from happening immediately. But this throws a huge monkey wrench into what I believed was going to be one of the biggest stories of the year a few weeks ago before the biggest story of the year, of the year broke, which was going to be uh, Checo, Daniel Ricciardo, Yuki Tsunoda all fighting for that one seat there. Now, I think most people believe that seat was Daniel Ricciardo's. That's what we've been led to believe. Uh, there was people saying that Yuki could get there as well. Maybe Chekhov could even save the seat for himself, although I thought that was very unlikely. If this is to be believed, not only is there another competitor for that seat, but he's already got it before any cars have even touched uh, any part of the track. So this is very interesting. Of course, Albon did drive for Red Bull a few years back, going head-to-head -head with Verstappen. It didn't go very well. He got dropped, took a year out of out of Formula One, came back with the Williams team, has, has rebuilt his reputation massively. I think he's a very different driver now to how he was then, because when he was in Red Bull, I was very much in the camp of he shouldn't be there. 
But now I think in Williams he's fantastic. If you go back to Red Bull when he was like, oh, why are these guys racing me so hard? And now you see him being like, okay, I'm going to make one pit stop on lap two and then I'm going to go for the entire race and I'll finish 10th. It's like fantastic, incredible stuff. So Albon to Red Bull, I'm not against it, but I feel it would leave a lot of people unhappy in a very turbulent time in Formula 1. Uh, looking to Lewis Hamilton, though, it's been reported that his contract means he will earn over $100 million every year from Ferrari. Apparently, Ferrari chairman John Elkin basically just gave him a blank check and said, write whatever you want on that, and he very much has. That would make him uh, the highest-paid Formula 1 driver on the grid yet again. Max Verstappen did take that title off him when he re-signed his contract with Red Bull in 2021, but now Lewis has taken it back for the next uh, few years in Mercedes. Also, uh, they wanted to ensure that Hamilton's diversity and inclusion projects are embraced by Ferrari. So Lewis has basically just been given everything he could possibly want and he's gonna have a jolly good time now uh andressi in the in all the madness of hamilton and ferrari andressi have been very much forgotten this week after the outrage on uh wednesday to their uh, bid being rejected they have released a statement though they've said when andressi cadillac entered the fia expression of interest process almost a year ago the preferred first year of participation was indicated as 2025. The FIA approved our application with no specific limitation to whether the entry was 25 or 26. Andretti Cadillac had been operating with 2026 as the year of entry for many months now. The, tech the technicality of 2025 still being part of the application in a result uh, of the length of this process. Um, in a... Uh, yeah, in another apparently damning revelation, F1 said, having the opportunity to consider the application's response together with our own deliberations, we subsequently wrote the application on the 12th of December 2023, extending an invitation to an in-person meeting at our offices in order for the application to present its uh, application, but they did not take us up on that offer. Andretti Cadillac have come back and said they did not receive that invitation. They said, we were not aware that the offer of the meeting had been extended and would not have declined a meeting with Formula One management, as an in-person meeting to discuss commercial matters would be and remains paramount to Andresi Cadillac. We welcome the opportunity to meet with Formula One management and have written to them confirming our interest. Uh, the team also uh, repeated the message, including its initial response, saying our work continues at pace. So a lot's going on here. Andretti aren't slowing down. They're not stopping and they're not giving up. They're going to carry on with due course. Now, they say F1 have not been in touch. F1 say they have been in touch. I saw someone else say that the email went to junk mail. I don't know if that is true or not. But yes, this story continues to roll on and will continue to roll on throughout uh, the rest of the year, probably into next year now. We're probably looking at Andretti aiming for 2026 now and who knows what's going on I mean I thought they'd be on for 2025 so I haven't got a clue but what I have got a clue about is Suzuka uh, one of the best tracks on the calendar the Japanese Grand Prix has extended its contract to 2029 a lovely uh, big deal there for the Suzuka circuit 
Uh, it was threatened with going off the uh, off the calendar with this year being its last year. They've moved it, of course, to the fourth race of the year to avoid uh, the torrential rain that they have in Japan. But yeah, it's staying on for a while. Good stuff. What this means for the Osaka Street Circuit, which was rumoured uh, a couple of weeks ago, who's to know? Um, but what we could see is what's very much likely to happen in Spain. Now, we know the Madrid street circuit is coming, and that will be the Spanish Grand Prix. But we also know that the circuit to Catalonia, which has been the Spanish Grand Prix for years, that is also staying on the calendar at least for one year at the same time as Madrid. But circuit to Catalonia is having 50 million euro uh, renovations to try and keep up and stay on the calendar. So we could have two Japanese Grand Prix and two Spanish Grand Prix and a Grand Prix every week, never stopping ever. Also, another track which may be making its return is the Malaysia uh, Grand Prix. A fantastic track, that one is. Apparently looking to return in 2026 with major financial backing from Patronus, which is a Malaysian group, also the um, sponsors of Mercedes. They're looking to bring that track back. I'd love to see that one back because that is very, very good. Now, a new story I did talk about very briefly on Thursday uh, is about Oli Behrman. Uh, he is now the official reserve driver for Haas and the official reserve driver for uh, Ferrari. So for Ferrari, he's joining Antonio Giovinazzi and Robert Schwartzman. Uh, for Haas, he is joining Pietro Fittipaldi. I think Behrman will be the go-to reserve for both teams now, and he will also be uh, competing in six free practice sessions for Haas over the course of this season, which is incredible, because you only need a rookie for two, is it? I think it's only only two you need by the rules of Formula 1. But for Behrman to have six, that shows the kind of interest that not just Ferrari, but Haas as well are showing in Oli Behrman, making sure that he is ready for Formula 1 when he most likely makes his debut uh, next year. Uh, and of, of course, he's one to watch in Formula 2 this year, teaming with Kimi Antonelli, Mercedes' next big thing. So... You know, that team pairing, I think, for me, is the most interesting in all the world of motorsport this year. You have Ferrari's next big thing, Mercedes' next big thing, competing together in Formula 2. And who knows, this time next year, we could be here with both of them on the F1 grid, which would be incredible as well. Uh, let's move away from F1 and F2, though. Let's talk a bit about F1 Academy. Firstly, we have McLaren who have unveiled their F1 Academy livery because they like to just get out there first before everyone else in the minutes. That's how they're doing things. So here it is. If, you, if you're watching on the YouTube, here it is. With uh, Bianca Bussamente, the McLaren representative in Formula 1 Academy. Uh, the most interesting thing for me here is I thought that they might just take the McLaren design of the Formula 1 car and just stick it on an F1 Academy car. We see that a lot in F2 and F3 where teams will just take their current design and put it on the uh, lower Formula cars. We see that with Red Bull, we saw that with uh, Alfa Romeo last year. And what they've basically done is 
They've just taken a Formula 1 Academy car and made it orange. They haven't really done anything else there, but, you know, it looks good. Why? Who? I'm not going to knock it. It looks good, and I am looking forward to F1 Academy this year. should be a lot of fun. Of course, we'll be covering all of it here on the channel, so make sure you stick around for that. Now, also unveiled this year, and this year, sorry, this week, is that Red Bull are sponsoring the entire MP Motorsport Formula 1 Academy team. All three drivers. So... We've got Hamda Al uh, Kubasi. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Well, he's sponsored by uh, Red Bull. She finished third in F1 Academy last year with four race wins. She was also the first woman ever to score a podium in Italian Formula 4. She was fourth in Italian Formula 4 in 2020 and fourth in uh, UAE Formula 4 in 2021. Her sister, Amna Al Kusabi, is also part of the MP Motorsport team and will be the Racing Bulls representative driver in Formula 1 Academy. She finished 6th last year with two uh, race wins. Outside that, she's also competed in Italian Formula 4 and UAE Formula 4, but hasn't had that many great results. Uh, the third driver in MP Motorsport is Emily De House. Uh, she will also be a Red Bull driver, uh, and um, she is also returning to F1 Academy from last year, where she finished 9th and won one race. She's also competed in uh, W Series and Spanish and UAE Formula 4. Not great results for her either, really. Uh, but this is very interesting, I think, for just Red Bull to go, that entire team is ours. Two Red Bull drivers, one Racing Bull driver. Uh, what this also means is Red Bull are the only team on the F1 Academy grid as of right now who are supporting two drivers, every other Formula 1 team just picking one. It also means that all of the F1 teams now have shown who their representatives are, and there's still four seats left on the F1 Academy grid. So if those drivers will be independent, or maybe if some of the bigger teams will have uh, multiple representatives, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, F1 Academy is building up to look quite nice, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. There you have it, everyone. That's all the news. I think we're done in what has been one of the most mental weeks in Formula 1 history. Let me know what you thought of all of it in the comments down below. Like I said, we'll be back Monday, Wednesday, Thursday to talk Sauber, Williams, Alpine and Racing Bulls. Loads of videos on the channel from the last week. The Haas livery launch. The best liveries of each current Formula 1 team. Reacting to the Lewis Hamilton news. Reacting to the Andretti news. It's all there. So go watch all of that. Until next time though. I'm going to go have a nap I think. I, I might have some sleep. That could be nice couldn't it. Until then though. Have a good one. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.